Wrestling Show, the spot for discussion about everything North Florida amateur wrestling. Let's get into it. Welcome back. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cohn, along with my esteemed colleague and father, John Cohn. Dad, we're in our second episode. Can you believe it? Yeah, who'd have thunk it, huh? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying, like... We had man, we had a struggle that first day trying to get it up. So it was like an hour just trying to get the get the audio going. But that's where that's where that's where the champions are made, you know. But man, I'm 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 pumped. That's I think there's not too much going on in the wrestling um, world right now. So I think we should just jump straight into our very first guest on the North Florida Wrestling Show. What do you think, Dad? Absolutely. Let's get it rolling. Let's pick his brain a little bit. I got you. This is a dude that I am super excited to um, interview because I've, I've, uh, he's always been around, um, and it really took a lot of time and retrospect for me to realize like how influential he has been on both the wrestling community in North Florida, but also on my wrestling um, career as well. Uh, letting me get little shots, letting his his guys beat up on me when I needed to get humbled a little bit. Um, so without further ado, let's inter- introduce one of Bay County's very own and very finest, Mr. Jeff Skipper. How are you doing today? I'm Jeff? doing great. And uh, it's just awesome that you guys have this uh, this podcast going uh, to try to, you know, drum up business, man, for, uh, for our sport, our region. It's awesome to have uh, you guys doing that. That means a lot. You know, uh, young guys like yourself building the community and things like that, that that's exciting. It makes me happy. Yeah, Jeff, again, um, I just want to echo what Jordan said. And, of course, you and I have known each other for a long time uh, through different circles, coaching, officiating. And and uh, when Jordan mentioned your name as being a potential first guest, I mean, I was, I was pumped, you know, because, you know, as Jordan and I uh, said on the first episode, and as you kind of alluded to, wrestling is a very tight community. We see each other a lot throughout the season and throughout the years. And you develop these kind of bonds and relationships with people. And you're certainly one of our circle. So I would like to start off uh, by asking you, Jeff, um, what was your first exposure to the sport of wrestling? Not necessarily coaching, but your first exposure to the sport in general. Um, when I was a, a kid in uh, middle school, uh our high school at Mariana, there was a coach named Wayne Hicks, and he had, you know, done some really good stuff with the Mariana wrestling program, and he would always come over to the middle school and do a camp and a clinic, and I just remember my, between my eighth and ninth grade year, there were maybe 60 or 70 kids at this one camp from, you know, little Mariana, and so it, you know, just kind of really showed what a, what a coach that's wanting to do some stuff could, could, that impact that he could have, so that was really cool. But that was my first, was my first uh, deal. So we wrestling camp between eighth and ninth grade, um, and then in middle school, that was uh, that's kind of my first exposure. Well, how awesome. then? How did you get? Um, how did you get into coaching? Um, how did you make that transition from you know wrestling to to starting to teach the young? Okay. Um, well, it's one of those things that uh, when I was at Mariana, after I after um, I graduated, they had been through several coaches, and it just happened that there was another year and uh they needed a coach and um they said coach skip would you do that and i'm i'm a young guy at this point and i'm like sure i'd be happy to and uh you know just going back and looking at the kind of kids i had then and the athletes and just great kids i just sure wish i 
I knew what I, I know now and to go back and put it in those kids' heads because that was an amazing group of young men to start my career off with. Yeah, it's like every time – it's like that's your that's like a theme with you. They just pull you back they, in they, every time that you they try do. to get out. It's happened like two or three times. I swear, if I had a nickel from every time you said, I'm stepping away <laughs> from wrestling. Yep. But, you know, it's uh, – you know, you, you want to be there. You want to um, – you know, a couple of times, one, I was – I was ready to get away from it, and um, you know, I thought I was completely done this last time. My daughter, she started uh, ninth grade, and she, she was a band kid and wanted to do all that, and I just knew that there'd be so many of those events that I wouldn't be able to do, and so um, I left uh, the Arnold program in really capable hands and felt pretty good about it, and then, you know, after she had graduated, then, you know, an opportunity came up, and I went ahead and took it, and so, um, you know, and so I'm happy to be back in it. Hey, so coach, do me a favor, and, and I, I want to kind of have you piggyback on a comment that you just made, and I think it's important because, you know, you said that, you know, you wish you knew then what you know now, and that would have maybe changed some of the things that you did as a young coach. What would some of those things be? Oh, man, I, uh, I kid about being mellow in my old age and medicated in my old age, but I think that's definitely, um, those things have, have kind of helped. I think I was a lot more uh, hard-headed back in the the early days and uh you know you just don't understand things you don't see a perspective about you know that you do i think as you get older um you know won't say that i would have been easier or nicer i would have said that i would have handled some situations differently (laughs) (laughs) yes sir but i mean that's just that's just how how everything works you know i know you know, I, I can see it in the way, like I look at kids whenever I talk to them, I'm like, Oh, Hey, don't do this. It's like, it's not because I did that. It's cause I didn't do that. You know, it's trying to, it's more trying to teach them what they, uh, what not to do. But so going off of that, well, um, you've been in it for a long time, um, particularly in the North, uh, Florida, particularly Northwest Florida, uh, region. What's your thoughts on the evolution of, um, of, the culture around here and the level of experience and where it's going from here. Well, you know, I, I think that it's, you know, it's been ups and downs throughout it. Um, you know, I, obviously, um, you know, when there was middle school wrestling in Bay County, that was cool because it exposed a lot of kids to it. And, you know, we've really been pushing hard uh, to try to get that back in. Um, you know, we have a couple of really good clubs that are, you know, open in Florida and uh, Bay County. Now there's, you know, really four or five with solid coaches. Um, that's in these young kids too. And, and the idea is, you know, we kind of just need something to keep them, keep them going through the middle school years, um, you know, cause they start off young and then if, you know, there's nothing, you know, the, the competition, I think in the middle school, if it's not there, some of them lose interest and um, you just, it's just so hard to throw a kid in in ninth grade. That's never wrestled, never been on a mat. And, you know, the, the learning curve for him is, is can be extreme that first year and, you know, with no success at all, then, you know, so many of those kids walk away from that. So. I agree. Um, I, I, that was always, that was so. I was very sad to see them take away middle school wrestling in Bay County, and it wasn't a huge wild schedule either. It was two duels a week, and then a tournament at the end of the year. But being able to have that experience of uh, you know practice three, four, five times a week, plus you know a getting ready for a competition, making weight, um, and then getting ready for an end of the year tournament, a whole goal setting that in mind was. For me, at least, I believe very paramount in um, in setting the tone for my high school career, um, and I think I know a lot. Of, I know a lot of kids that I grew up with. I think would say the exact same thing. They came in ninth grade with that already ready to go, um, ready to win uh, uh, um, mindset. 
you know, ready to get after it instead of, like you said, having to build everything from scratch. Because, like you said, that le- the perfectly said, that learning curve is just so steep when it comes to wrestling. Well, I tell you, one of the, the great things that happened out on the beach in the community when I was at Arnold is um, when those uh, when when they made that announcement and it was for sure going to happen. Um, you know, there was myself, Roxanne Turnipseed, and um, P.T. Moore. We all got together and went and talked with uh, Wes Landon, who was the wrestling coach at the middle school um, at Surfside. And, you know, we set up back in black. And, you know, and what I said was, you know, I, I really couldn't fit that into my schedule. And I said, I'll help you guys any way I can. But a lot of great coaches came through there. Brian Gerard, David Kozad are two of the finest uh people that had ever been around with coaching and they took those young kids um, from the back and black program. They would practice even more than a middle school would. And um, from that team, you know, we, we had two state champions. We had um, seven or eight medalists that came through that back and black program. So even if the middle school is not there, if a community and you have a couple really dedicated coaches, uh, you can make that thing happen, those things happen. So, you know, when those guys came in and were their freshman year, they, they were already, some of those guys already knew how to wrestle and that was huge. I'd like to mention that a couple of them guys that got medals from the Back and Black, before they were Black and Black, they were Black okay. and Blue. Okay, that's awesome. I give credit to anybody that, uh, you know, and again, I just think that, uh, you know, when they, they cancel that, you know, I don't care where they come from as long as they're wrestling. And again, you know, they don't have to wrestle for me. I just want people on the mat. I want, you know, the growth of the sport because it, it raises everybody's level up. And I think that, you know, for a few years, that, that kind of went down and we lost that some, but... um. I'm, I'm really excited right now to see, um, you know, young guys like Zane Turnipseed, who I coached, that he's a head coach, and that um, Jermel Jackson, he helps with, you know, I coached him. He's a guy that um, helps with one of the clubs. Jordy Falk, who was a standout at Bay High, he's, um, and I say young, young in perspective to a 50-year-old guy, but um, I, re- I remember when those guys wrestled, and I'm just so happy to see that those cal- caliber of uh, kids. Uh, um, John Maddox down in Mariana, um, he and his brother wrestled for us for a year, and then he went back last year and was their coach. And so I was just really excited to see, you know, guys like you um, helping with this club and helping with those teams because, you know, your experience and you're still young enough to get on the mat, roll around, have a good time. So uh, it's good stuff. Yeah, Jeff, great, great points, man. You know, and that's why we're we're glad to have you because you have, you know, uh, a good insight and obviously a good knowledge and perspective. And Jordan and I were talking about that very point on the pilot episode about um, how important the, the clubs and not just the clubs, but good coaching in the clubs to prepare these kids for the invariable losses, what comes with the loss, how to, how to teach them how to train while, while at the same time making it fun, keeping them on the mat. And just as you said, and this goes right back to what I was saying earlier. It's all about our community. You don't care where they come from. I don't care where they come from. You know, wrestling is such an important vehicle to life itself. But also, if, if your kid's better, then it raises everybody's level. So uh, great points on that. You, you, you paralleled exactly what Jordan and I were talking about <clears throat> the first episode. But I want to, if I can, go back. To your your coaching career, if you if you give us a just a brief rundown, you have to go into a lot of details. You said you started Mariana, so mm-hmm. where are you at now, and what happened in between? Okay, I I started at Mariana, and I was uh, there for uh, only a year, man. And, you know, it's uh, then I came down to Bay County, uh, um, 
and I was at Mosley from 2000 to 2006, then from Arnold um, 2006 to, I don't know, to, I guess six years ago, um, and then I took those four years off, and then last year I started back at Mosley, and so this will be my second season at Mosley, so this is my second second go through at Mosley, so, um, yeah. but uh, probably the, you know, the most success we had as a coach was the years at Arnold, and, um, you know, honestly, you know, people are like, man, coach, you know, you did such a great job. And I'm like, you know, what happened? Those feeder schools, those clubs like uh, you guys had, those clubs like Back in Black, um, you know, that those things. And then, you know, the success is you surround yourself with good people and, um, you know, and you, uh, you, you know, you manage it, you manage it. And, uh, you know, I've always been so lucky that I've had great coaches, not just good coaches, but great coaches around me that, you know, there were times when I wanted to kick kids off and, you know, I was just – mad as heck about things and then you know coach let me deal with it and I'm like all right you go deal with it and I wouldn't agree with it and then you know think about one event I was so done with a, a kid and and uh Brian Gerard um big Brian not not his son but he said I've got it coach and I was like oh you go deal with that kid and then, you know this kid just made master sergeant in in the army and I was just so so thankful that that Brian didn't you know just let me kick that kid to the curb because I was so angry with him and I think that over time I realized that you know Sometimes we're, those kids are, you know, where all those kids got, have. And so, uh, you know, just got to keep plugging along and sometimes swallow our pride and our vanity of, about things. And it's been a hard lesson over 25 years to learn. Well, you know, that's where that wisdom comes in with age. And, and you know, you're, again, you're very well spoken on it. You actually, you have a very humble delivery as to, you know, what you've learned over the years. And, and you know, I think that's, that's important, especially – at this stage in your career as a coach, because like you said, you may be the father figure in that person's life. Um, and the way you carry yourself and the way you deal with them, they're going to remember that 25 years from now. So that, that insight and that perspective is, is really awesome. So on that note, what does, uh, what does this year's Mosley's team look like? How, how do you think you're going to fare this year? Well, you know, um, we had, uh, my two girl state champions, one moved to Pennsylvania and one has an injury that uh, could be season ending. We, we definitely hope that's not the case. Um, but, you know, that, you know, we, the growth, we, I have a, a, you know, a great coach there, uh, Jay LaFountain, and he's, uh, you know, he runs the club and he's done a great job in the off season, getting those kids um, prepared for, you know, everything. And, um, you know, we're young. I mean, I, last year we had Nick Haka who had, um, you know, he, he broke me in almost every county record, I think, last year. Um, you know, he placed several times. He was just, you know, a great kid. Um, you know, I don't think we have anybody quite to that level yet. But, you know, the kids worked hard. Um, you know, I think we've got a couple seniors that um, came out as juniors and, you know, this first year wrestling. And, and they, they had, you know, very successful um, seasons. And so building from that, have a couple freshmen. Um, you know, basically, uh, um, Derek Williams is, uh, you know, our returning placer from last year um he's a just ferocious kid and um he's put on some muscle and he's going to be competing in a in a you know heavier weight class this year but um you know he, he does such a great job and Henley Haynes I'm um, on the girl side both of those those young people are just great coaches and I mean and that I think that's that's the thing they travel around they listen to all sorts of coaches different philosophies and so you know where I may this is what I've been successful with you know they could They'll come and say, Coach, well, what do you think about this offense? I'm like, well, see how it works. And, and 
you know, even though I've done it, you know, I'm, I'm kind of tunnel vision on a lot of stuff. And it's nice to have young people that have wrestled in various clubs and around uh, for different people across the country and see what they bring and what we could add to the, you know, the system that we have, you know. Man, I had just heard about Val moving back to Pennsylvania. That that was I, that was, I haven't I didn't get a chance to see her wrestle very much. So that uh, I understand the move, but I was sad I didn't get to see her perform a little bit more. But I saw um I saw Williams. He looks pretty good. He has a couple. They have he has a couple younger siblings too that are just as ferocious as as, as he is. So you have a yeah you got a couple built-in families right there. And, and that's the thing, you know, there it's about the the wrestling family, you know, and they do everything they can to promote the sport. Um, you know, I think about like, you know, for on the girl side, Valerie and Henley, both of their fathers, you know, what they do and what, you know, how they make sure their kids get to these events and they make sure they, they do that. And, you know, that that's part of the success, you know, and again, um, you know, I, I, I know what I, I know where I am as a coach and I know that there are people that are a lot better than me, you know, in many aspects, but, you know, you won't find anybody that appreciates and cares for the kids as much as I do, but it's always great when those kids, you know, get coached up by, you know, an Olympian or by somebody. I mean, that that's just amazing, you know. Um, you know, we had last year a couple of times uh, Richard McClanahan came back, and he was uh, my first state champion um, at Arnold. And he came back, and he wrestled at Penn State for a couple of years. And just to see what, what he knows now, just, you know, wrestling wrestling up there for a couple of years in the room, it's, uh, it's amazing. Just uh, and, and so many of those folks, they could come back and, and like yourself, Jordan, you know, just come back and be just great coaches and so much more than kind of my generation of people can be because, you know, different perspective, you know, even though it's an old sport, it's, it's evolved, you know, and, and, you know, there's things that, you know, 20 years ago would have been off limits, but now with funk rolls and all of this stuff, you know, and, um, you know, and there's a couple of old coaches that have adapted to a new style of wrestling, which I'm still working on it, but um, it's cool to see. <laughs> Well, so one thing that you mentioned, um, kind of like uh, coming up and you know, really just adapting, like you said, twenty years ago was off limits, is the explosion of female wrestling. Um, I think that that is going to be a huge potential growth area for um, uh, for clubs in the area to help kind of leverage out and get those numbers up, to get those memberships up. You know, I think that's definitely a way to. Um, you know, I'm excited to see that continue to evolve, to see these brackets continue to evolve, to see it continue to get more and more competitive. Um, so I, I, what do you, um, being, you know, like I said, you just had um, a first, uh, the first FHSAA girls state champion in Valerie. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on it and the evolution? And you know, is it going to keep on on the trajectory that it's going? You know, I think so. I mean, you know, Val won and uh, Henley won both. So in the, in the inaugural year, Coach Skipper had two champions and the crazy thing is Coach Skipper coached them maybe that much and so man those those girls knew how to wrestle when they came to me and you know hey footwork's here or move your wrist here you know something like that but my gosh man the, those those girls and you know it's um i'm so glad that they've got their own division because um you know henley and val you know they they beat they'll beat the average wrestler that's a boy i mean they they they're that technically sound um you know and they'll beat good good guys you know good male wrestlers you know but obviously when you get to the the apex you know there that, you know, gender does make a difference. There's more muscle mass, there's this and that. And I'm just so glad that both of those girls had that opportunity. Um, like I said, Coach um, Jay LaFountain, um, for us, you know, we he, he talked to me the other day, he runs our club, and he says, yeah, we, we've got like 10 or 12 girls. And I'm like, 
man, that's crazy. We had like three last year. So 10 or 12 girls that, that you know, that's that's enough. Um, Tracy Malcolm um, down and, and Jay down in Weewa, they've done a great job um, with their girls down there. They had a girl that actually signed a wrestling scholarship last year. And then we had um, Savannah Pitts, who was a first year wrestler, never wrestled before, wrestled one year and she signed a wrestling scholarship. So, you know, there's money in, uh, for for that. So, uh, again, I think that it's it's amazing. I think that um, it's, it's cool to watch. And, um, you know, if you watch any of Valerie or Henley's matches and you see them, you know, especially when they, because they usually wrestle boys most of the year, and you see them wrestle girls, you're like, oh, my gosh, it's a different level. Um, but, at you know, at the top of, of uh, women's wrestling, they're, they're every bit as good techn- technical-wise as, as any guy I've ever seen. So. Yeah, Coach, I had the, um, the the good fortune of officiating a couple of Valerie's matches this year. And, of course, I was stateside. I mean, I was Matt's side at the state tournament when she won it. And it was really – she really wasn't even challenged, really, the entire, the entire tournament. So, I mean, and just to piggyback on what Jordan said and what you're saying, you know, it's a testament to the growth in, in, in girls' sports. And I believe I saw a – um, a statistic somewhere that the number of girls getting into the sport now is outnumbering the number of boys getting into the sport now. So it could be said that the girls are saving the sport, or at least right. um, you know promoting it more so than than the boys are. So um, I got a question, and, and I know we're not far from wrapping it up, but if you can, and uh, it's a tough question, and especially on the spot, but. In your coaching career, the 25 years you've been Matt's side, what would you say is your fondest memory as a coach? You know, I, I have so many. I mean, the first time when, when Richie uh, McClanahan and Brock Carlin, uh, Carlin won state back-to-back, you know, as teammates, um, you know, that was huge. Um, you know, but, but the great memories are just the ones that, you know, some of them, you know, those, those are winning moments. Uh, you know, when, when we beat as a team, people that I deem as, you know, great co- uh, coaches, you know, when, when, you know, your team is, is competing with, you know, the better teams around then you know, that's always cool. But for me, just, you know, probably more the trips back and forth and just the interaction with the kids and assistant coaches and just the craziness that we won't talk about on the podcast, but, uh, but, um, you know, some, <laughs> some, some great times like that, you know, um, you know, every, every time I, you know, I, I, I see you, I make some smart like comment about officiating, officiating and, you know, you, you know, talk about my hair being gray or whatever, but I mean, th- those kind of interactions, <laughs> I, I, I love it. I mean, and, and that, that does bring joy to me. So. Yeah. And I would just want to go kind of circle back around to, to what you initially said about, you know, the wrestling community being very tight knit and we're all, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in that way because we're, you know, we're part of a fraternity that not many people are, are, are aware of or understand the camaraderie that is there that, you know, you see the same people and you even, you know, you touched on the network of families that really are just, are, they're hidden. They're not seen, but the wrestling community thrives because of that effort on their part. So, you know, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying about, you know, you have the, the obvious highlights of back-to-back state champs, but then also it's just those times that don't seem so important. It's just that, you know, you have that interaction and you have those those small memories that you fall back on that really, really create the joy of, of being a coach. So 
Well said. I have one more question for you, and then I'll be done. Okay. So, of all your years as a all your years as a coach, who would you say, Coach Skip, is your favorite wrestling official? Ooh, uh, Pat Fairfax, Glenn Fowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, if you say so. All right. How about how about I'll, I'll go with John Colin. Uh, you know, I don't think you've ever. Oh, kept I me. love that. I lo- now, now it was funny in my in my younger days. Uh, you know, I, I was a lot. You know, now I kind of chill, and you know, I still could get animated. But uh, you know, I haven't been teched in a long time. I haven't been booted in a long time. So that that's good. My 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 first three or four years, that that happened a little more often. But um, you know, it's some good stuff. And you know, one one of the things that you know before we go, just want to you know talk about. You know, you, you mentioned the family. I think about you know Nick Haka and his his dad uh, John, who you know brought him through it. I think about you know, um, Nick Moore and PT, how they took them all over the state, Richie and Brock and how their fathers took them, you know, and, and so it is totally a family deal. And it takes a lot, as you know, as a parent to say, man, every weekend, I'm going to take my kids and drive them eight hours. We're going to stay in a hotel. He's going to wrestle five or six times, drive back just to make that happen. Um, you know, and the other thing with that wrestling brings is just, you know, the end product, not just in wrestling, but, you know, there's that famous quote that Dan Gable says about, you know, everything else is easy. Well, life isn't always easy, but when I think about the kids that I have now, one of our former wrestlers is a Navy SEAL, one's a Navy rescue driver. I've got doctors, I've got, you know, servicemen, you know, lawyers, you know, all these people account. It's just, you know, teachers, but, you know, my, my favorite is to see my, my young, you know, people that I coach come back and give back to the sport. And, uh, you know, so people that do well financially give back to the sport, um, people that, you know, struggle financially, get out there, volunteer, do those things, man. But it's, it's a great family. And, um, you know, you can pay lip service to, I like the sport and go support your kid for an hour and a half on a one day, but it takes a special parent to drive, you know, 14 hours, use all their sick leave to watch their kid wrestle three or four matches and drive 14 hours back. And I've had plenty of people do that over time. And I just appreciate those parents for doing that. Amen. Well, Skip, we took, I feel like we've taken up too much of your time, man. I, we appreciate you being here on this initial one. We could talk to you literally all day. Like I have, like, cause I mean, I, man, we, we could talk about so many wrestlers just from our, my era of, you know, you know, dealing with you that, you know, we could go into, but man, we really do appreciate you being on. Um, we'd love to have you back on, you know, if you ever find yeah, time Yeah, definitely. Again. And, um, you know, whatever I can do to help you guys, uh, you know, take this to, to any type of level, man, because, you know, beyond this, because, you know, it's it's just great to see, you know, two guys, you know, two generations right here giving back to the sport, talking the sport up. That That's really cool. Right, we appreciate it. All right, man. if I can help you guys, let me know. Take care. Yes, sir. Thanks, Skip. See you later, buddy. Okay, wrestling fans, we'd like to wrap it up by saying uh, thanks to Jeff Skipper, Coach Jeff Skipper, and, and uh, his commentary on – his experience and knowledge in the sport. And he gave a lot of insightful comments about coaching and uh, his experiences, competitors that he had. We'd also like to welcome you back to the next podcast where we will have Lincoln High School head coach Mike Crowder as a guest. You'll definitely want to um, tune in to hear his perspective and his experiences on his long and successful coaching career.
listening, guys. Before we go, we want to mention that the Niceville Wrestling Academy has a kids camp coming up featuring guest clinician Connor Bebe. Some of his accolades include four-time state champion in the state of Illinois and a four-time Division I NCAA national qualifier. This will be going down at the new Niceville Wrestling Academy facility in Valparaiso, Florida, November 11th, 12th, and 13th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If you want to go, please call at 850-687-4383 or email them at NicevilleWrestling at gmail.com. That's capital N, capital W.